This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. Hi, team. I'm Fitz Kohler, one half of Team Noisy, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 210 of the Runny Drink Podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Are you ready? I am. A noisy episode? It is going to be a very noisy episode, and I am so ready. Uh, we've been sitting on this one for a while. We had the incredible luck to befriend Fitz Kohler, half of the Team Noisy race announcing team of, of Fitz and Rudy Novotny. And... Fitz has rapidly gotten woven into the, the fabric of the Runcation Nation. We got to see her as the race announcer at the Donna Marathon Weekend back in February. We then got to see her again in Tampa at the Gasparilla, along with Rudy. In your hometown. In, in, in the, the town from whence I sprang. And oh, my God. <laughs> We got to talking back and forth, <laughs> and we were able to get Fitz to come on the show. And this time, it's even more special. And I, I am so excited and honored. The Runcation Nation knows that we have been doing the 75 Hard Challenge. Yes, we've mentioned it once or twice. And it, as a part of this challenge... We have to read books. But yeah. in this instance, we get to read an amazing book full of wit, humor, tears, laughter, wisdom, just an amazing story that Fitz Kohler herself can only tell in her book. My noisy cancer comeback, running at the mouth while running for my life. A very personal one. and Of a pretty tough time in her life. Yeah, to say the least. And we got to sit down with Fitz a few weeks ago and talk with her mm -hmm. for well over an hour. Her time that she gave to us. So generous. It's just been so wonderful getting to know her over the last few months and then getting to talk with her more and more. And then finally, like I said, getting her onto the show. And that's what today's episode is going to be all about. In case oh, yeah. you didn't pick up on that. We got <sighs> to talk with Fitz and we got to talk with her about a lot. We got to talk about running, eating, drinking her book. Oh yeah. You name it. And we're, we're making Fitz's the interview with Fitz, the focus of this week's episode, because this week's mm -hmm. episode drops just a few days away from Mother's Day. 
Yes. And that's kind of a big deal for a number of reasons. Number one, it's Mother's Day. Of course. And shout out to all the mothers and mother figures in the Runcation Nation. Everybody who is honoring a mother, remembering a mother, who is a mother. But also we have kind of a big deal happening this weekend for Mother's Day. Yes. On Saturday of Mother's Day weekend. It is the Black Knight Donna Mother's Day 5K and your way. Your way being the virtual. Yes. And we are going to be in Jacksonville this coming weekend running the Black Knight Mother's Day 5K benefiting the Donna Foundation. So proud and happy to do so. Oh, this is our first time doing it. I'm super excited. It sounds like it's going to be an amazing event. And we're going to be bringing all of that to you guys Mm -hmm. on an upcoming episode here. Yes. But we are making a big deal out of that because Fitz is going to be announcing that race. I'm so happy. That's three races we've been at when we have had the privilege to have her at the start and finish. Amazing. I know I keep saying that word. And I know what it means. I know that you want, you're going to reference Princess Bride. You keep saying that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. Yeah. But I just, I can't adequately express the kind of start line atmosphere the kind of expo atmosphere the finish line experience that fits and her partner when we've had him there rudy or more aptly team noisy the whole of team noisy the whole of team noisy yeah that they're able to create when they're there at a race event Mm mm-hmm it's amazing. You have to experience it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I could not. I don't mean that. I uh, don't mean that. She does. I don't. But I couldn't agree more. It, it, it's absolutely fantastic. We are going to be experiencing all of that and bringing it to you in an upcoming episode in the next yes. few weeks, like I said. Uh, but this week is all about getting us pumped and excited and ready to rock for the Mother's Day 5K benefiting the Donna Foundation brought to you by Black Knight. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited uh, for that race that's coming up. But before we get into the interview with Fitz, we might have a couple of people to shout out this week in this uh, this episode. Well, you might have watched us live stream from a Cars and Coffee event. Yes. Well, I was part of that live stream, so I didn't watch it. I'm, but. I'm speaking to the Runcation Nation. Oh, okay. You might have seen us with John Schroeder. Dana was on camera. Amy was attempting camera person skill. Okay. But we really want to shout out John Schroeder for an amazing event incredible turnout well he certainly helped us class up our weekend coffee chat oh yeah i mean we did it from from innisbrook golf and country club and we got to sit inside of a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar ferrari it was just so choice unreal (laughs) it's so choice oh yes ferris bueller references we're just gonna reference a bunch of 80s movies right now (laughs) 
But so the point is, shout out to John for putting on that event. Absolutely. We also have to applaud 50 and Fabulous, JoJo, positively poly one on Instagram. She celebrated a big birthday in style this entire month. Yes. I like that idea of a birthday month. Yeah. And she was celebrating it right. And she was celebrating it with other members of the Runcation Nation. Yes. Susie and Darlene. And they went to Kentucky. Unbelievable. They ran in Kentucky. At the Kentucky Derby. Derby. Half marathon. Yeah. I, did they call it a, 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 mi- a mini? Mini. Oh, a mini marathon. Mini marathon. Yes. And the medal was incredible. Metal was incredible. The photos that I saw these ladies posting on social media all week, sharing to the Runcation Nation Facebook group were fantastic. And JoJo got interviewed by a local affiliate. Yes, I was going to say. And JoJo, JoJo is now, you know, not only is she Runcation Nation famous, she's also local news famous. Yeah. I saw the pictures that Susie took. And I thought that was just awesome. What a way to celebrate. Really. I I mean, yes. And and that medal. Oh, that was just so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was definitely some running. There was also some eating and drinking involved as well. I saw some amazing pictures of food and beverage. Now, it all looked great. But we know about Kentucky. We do. We know about Kentucky. From Suzanne. We do. And and from the Runcation Nation and also the Extra Mile podcast group. So, uh, but there was more running that Darlene did. Yes. Do you know that she, before she even ran that race, she went to Packet Pickup in Ohio to, to do, to the expo to pick up her packet for the Flying Pig? Flying Pig Half Marathon, just across the river. Just, yeah. So that she could do that. In Ohio. The very next day after the half in Kentucky. Yeah. Hello. Hardcore. That is some some just extreme runcationing there. I love it. Yeah. Loved it. And um, what a woman. What fortitude and strength and endurance. And also, as you put it, runcationing. Yes. Runcationing skill. That is skill. And, and I think the, uh, run, Runcation Nation member Kelly also made it up there and ran the flying pig. And, and that, yes. that, that just looks awesome. That is, that is a, li- a race that's on our list of races to do. Um, mm-hmm. So we're definitely planning on getting up there for the flying pig. So hopefully uh. in 2023, we can do that. And after seeing the medal for the for the Kentucky Derby Mini. Oh, it looks really good. I, I am tempted to do that race. I thought oh, that yeah. was some really cool bling. So you all know me. I am bling driven. So shamelessly, Arr. I just want the cool medals. Well, you want, I think, the eating and drinking that come after. Well, that too. That kind well. of goes without saying. But yes. So, so yeah. <laughs> so uh, those are the ones that... I scoured the social media feeds for. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anybody else who actually who, who completed a race 
this past weekend, but you deserve a shout out anytime from us and you can make it happen. All you have to do is shoot us an email to info at runeatdrink.net. That's info at runeatdrink.net or give us a call at 941-677-2733 and leave us a voicemail. Tell us who you are, why we should be shouting out and you know we'll play your, your voicemail that you leave us right here on the show. You can even shout someone else out. If you're thinking that somebody is needing it, deserving of it, let us know. Absolutely. It's time. It's time. So we've built it up. We've told you guys all about it. And now here is the moment of truth. This is our interview with Fitz Kohler, half of Team Noisy, cancer survivor, author, race announcer extraordinaire, chatting with us here at the Runny Drink Podcast. Dana, look who it is. Tonight, we are joined by Fitz Kohler. What can I call her? Race announcer extraordinaire. Half of the dynamic duo of Team Noisy, and we love Rudy as well. Uh, At least that's how we were introduced to her at the Donna Marathon Weekend 2022, right? Not to mention, after that, the Gasparilla in Tampa. Yeah. But she's also an accomplished fitness guru. And author. Yes. And a breast cancer survivor. So please welcome author of my noisy cancer comeback, running at the mouth while running for my life, Fitz Kohler. Hello. Yay! A very exciting introduction. Well, I needed a button on our little podcast setup for applause. Yeah, so. I, I could feel it. It was in my head. I could hear the applause. But so. We're working on it. Thank you yeah. so much for taking time to sit and talk with us on the show. Of course. Of course. I love you guys already. It's um, my pleasure. It was just an honor and a privilege to have you run us in. I look back at those photos from Gasparilla. And it's one of the top race finishes. It was so hot, but it was just, that was amazing. You made that race finish for us. Well, I'm glad. A, I'd like to see the photos, but it's a real privilege to be able to be the one person who can roam around the finish line shoots doing whatever I want, grabbing, you know, I know who not to grab. I know who's serious running through. That would be super annoyed by the announcer lady grabbing them for a hug. And then there are some people that I'm like, okay, we can have fun with this. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad you let me. I think normally I ask, can I finish line with you? And it makes me happy when you say yes. It is the first time we've ever had that, and yeah. it's absolutely one of the most <laughs> memorable race finishes I think that we, we're ever going to have, and yeah. certainly have had in the last five years of I've doing the show. Yeah, so, God, let's do it again. Oh, we could do that. We could do that as many times as you show up to a race. I'm an, I'm announcing. We can do that. Well, we could. I we, could. Uh, I could just see it now. We're going to come up to the finish line and be like, "You get out here!" Yeah, <laughs> she'll already be down there. She's not on a podium all the time. She's down in it. Well, she does it. I do go back and forth, but what kills me is when one of my friends, one of my people cross the finish line and I miss them. And God forbid the race director talks to me or at LA, we had an ambulance on the course for a moment and I miss some friends and I lose sleep over that stuff. It really (laughs) bothers me. So if you're not, if you're not really focused on your time, 
then seriously get 10 feet before the finish line just say fits i'm not crossing without you and then give me the time and the privilege because uh, yeah it would kill me to miss you I'm we're not. You had somebody at Gasparilla. Marco Cicetto was very focused yeah. on his time. Uh-huh. He's, I didn't stop and hug him. <laughs> he was, he's awesome. What an inspiration too. So to have both of you and to have Meb there. Oh my no. God. What a race weekend. It was. Woo. It really was. Yeah. And then more importantly, Rudy Novotny. I know. My favorite race announcer. Isn't he the best? <sighs> he's kind of a big deal. And I love, we uh, you love know, him. You know, the, the two days you guys were in costume at Gasparilla. That was so great. I, I I am a born and raised Tampa boy, and Gasparilla is something I grew up with. So seeing you guys fully embrace it, get into character, and then I, I had to laugh that on day two, Rudy Rudy realized, oh that 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 leather is awfully warm. I'm going to go with pirate light. <laughs> So it, last year with the race director, when she brought me on board and last year was a hybrid year, that was the first time I announced Gasparilla and the gr- crew she had before. Nice guys, but kind of like the older stodgy, like low key race announcers that just sit behind the table and talk. Right. And I was like, I'm going to come and it's going to be fun. And can we all dress up as pirates in the poor race director? She's like, Fitz, you got to be patient with me. I said, no, it's Gasparilla. It's a pirate party. We tell everybody to dress like a pirate. We're going to dress like pirates. Like, okay, Fitz, (laughs) you can do that. So we rented costumes and you're right. We both went for costumes that, whoa, were a little bit warm. Rudy had the coat and the long sleeve shirt. And I had this leather vest, which I thought was super pretty. But yeah, uh, I, I'm not a big sweater and I'm I'm a Floridian. I'm a lizard. I was born in this heat and stickiness. So it, mm. it feels good to me. But yeah, that leather in the 90 degree weather was not awesome. So the next day we made much smarter costume choices we had a little bit pirate light it still looked the part but it felt a lot better you guys looked great it It was was February you can never tell you can never tell about race weather in February in Florida yeah Mm. we're at the the pool all weekend after the races it was great yeah Florida yeah (laughs) gorgeous gorgeous uh speaking of race announcing and Rudy and you went to University of Florida Correct. Go Gators. Yes. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? You do Chomp. this. Is this it? That's right. Right. Okay. All right. Don't tell my dad he's a Seminole. That's okay. Go. Okay. Know. Speaking of that, you started to teach fitness classes at 15 years old. Yeah. You, yeah, 14, 15. you have no fear. You, and you eventually came around to race announcing. Right. And you say it's your passion. It's your calling. You rarely call it work, if ever. Yeah, it's an insult to what I do to call it work. Which I love. Yeah. I think everybody should be so lucky. I want to know how you got so lucky. How did it happen? And and how did you decide that it was your, this is it for me? So I, I always say fitness is who I am. Helping folks live better and longer. There will never be anything that comes before that. And in my heart of hearts, I want to compel people to do better and be better by making fitness understandable, attainable, and fun. But fitness and sport performance expert. And so I was actually uh, teaching clinics that run Disney. And uh, Rudy and I had met along the way. And, and it's very similar chemistry, such a fun guy. And we just got along great. And he was always introducing me at the speaker series. So they used to have a 
a lengthy speaker series. And he would always say, we got a lot of people who come on this stage and talk all day, but you're our only real speaker. You're the only one engaging the crowd. You're the only one getting people involved. And he was so complimentary. And then eventually he goes, you know what? I need a co-announcer for the OC Marathon in California in a few months. Are you interested? And I said, I've never done it before, but I'd love to give it a shot. He said, I think it'll fit like a glove and I'll show you the rope. So he introduced me to that race director, Gary Kutcher, who's one of the sweetest humans alive. And uh, we had a 10 minute conversation. He had dug through my website and saw my TV highlight reel, blah, blah, blah. So he said, yeah, I'd love to give you a shot and come announce the OC. So we had a great day on Saturday announcing the kids races, uh, which was a real forte for me. And then Sunday morning, about an hour after I yelled go for the first time for the full and half marathon, he at the finish line, he came over and said, hey, would you come back next year? I said, absolutely. I w- it was already these are my people. And the reality is with fitness, I have to do a lot of arm twisting. It's a lot of trying to convince people. Mm. Exercise is a good idea. You should watch what you put in your mouth, get to sleep. I got to constantly convince people on race day. There's no convincing at all. Literally a race organization says, here's 20,000 people who think exercising is a good idea. Make sure they know what to do and they have a great time. And so I can do that. So yeah, that kind of kicked it off. There were a few other race directors there who said, hey, can you come do my race? And then things just continue to snowball. And man, my schedule is packed and I'm so grateful for it because it brings me so much joy. I love it. Right place, right time. I was going to say that it seems like there was a a real opportunity there that came about by being right place, right time. Yeah. When you graduated, though, what were you expecting that career to to end up being? Uh, I'm guessing you didn't major in race announcing. No, 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 no. My master's is in exercise and sports sciences. And what I did know is that I was highly unsatisfied in a gym or a fitness center. So while I enjoyed teaching to 60 people or doing one-on-one training, I wasn't satisfied it because I was, I, I had already had a taste of mass media and mass impact. So I had hosted a TV show when I was in college and I had done some speaking and traveling. And I knew that if I was on television and I had the opportunity to reach thousands or millions of strangers, that's what filled me up. And so I knew when I graduated that I I wanted to help people live better and longer, but I wanted to do it on a mass scale. So my focus was immediately on larger audiences, TV, radio, books, magazines, corporate presentations, anywhere people can give me huge amounts of people to teach, coerce or engage. That was going to be what I wanted to do. And then, of course, the running thing is just uh it happens so naturally i have a, a large school running program called the morning mile so even before i was race announcing i was uh using running and walking as a tool which is so great because it's a skillless activity every almost everybody knows how to walk or run mm-hmm. requires no equipment and you know i have that in about 400 and something schools around the world so yeah walking and running is a special thing in my heart and a really valuable tool as a fitness professional and as a i was in education for many years okay. <laughs> for for over a decade okay. and i just to to see that about you the morning mile program it's so great because as as funding gets challenging in education it is the some of those special interests that really fuel and keep kids healthy that is the first to go by the way 
You're right. You're right. And so the morning mile sits within my my expectation that everything I do will hit a mass audience. And so where there are other running or walking programs that maybe are teams or they're designed for racing or they isolate only this gender and not the other gender mm. or this person that the morning mile is the only program in the entire country that invites every child every day, period, end of story. My schools, we, we go toe to toe. Sometimes I'll say, what if we just don't let the kindergartners do too small? And I'm like, nope, you cannot have this program. You cannot license the program unless 100% of your student body is invited mm-hmm. and their families and the faculty. I want absolutely everybody out there moving. And so it makes my heart explode when I hear the stories about the bus driver parking the bus and coming to do laps with the kids. And it's called the morning mile, but it really has nothing to do with the mile. The kids just get 30 minutes Mm -hmm. to walk or run every morning. They can start, they can show up whenever they want to. They don't have to be there at the start. We play music. Um, Mm -hmm. We keep track of laps. There's a reward system. And um, it's really flexible and friendly and fun. And so some of the kids show up and do one lap a day, and that's fine. And then some kids do six, 700 miles per year. And I'm talking about third graders because they're just highly motivated and they're having a great time. And the other thing I'm really proud of is it's 30 minutes. I do not like seeing young children running long distances. It's, It's not safe. They have growth plates and there's a lot of physiological things that makes them different than adults. And mm-hmm. as a, as a grown up, when we do things in excess, even with our uh, mature muscular structure and support system, we suffer aches and pains. And so it's, I really don't like little kids going overboard. So that 30 minute window, it just seems Perfect. to be sweet. so yeah. morning mile. Yay. It's the best thing I've ever done. That's the thing I want on my tombstone one day. Oh, and you have it all across the country. I, all across the world. Yeah, all across the I world. Have, I think I have seven countries now in many states. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. Wonderful. That was fantastic. Thanks. Now you're a runner and you've done races yourself. Is that not right? That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. am a, a solid middle to maybe the back of the pack, depending on the day. And I love it. I'm the happy participant. Rudy is the more intense, speedy, half of Team Noisy, and I am just out for shits and grins and <laughs> athletic adventure and fitness. Yeah, I just, I'm I'm one of y'all. So how is it different, the race experience for you? How is it different being in the race versus announcing the race? They're, they're totally different beasts, but yeah. what I can tell you is when I get to a start line as a participant, I'm just a regular participant. There's nothing special about me or my capabilities or my savvy. I just, I'm a plugger. I got to go from point A to point B and sometimes I'm well-trained and then sometimes I'm not. And I'm just, there's no ego involved. So I used to compete, I used to compete as a full contact kickboxer and I did that for Mm -hmm. 10 years and that was very demanding and very intense. And you better take that sport seriously because if you don't, you could end up being physically maimed with head trauma, you could, or, or public humiliation to say the least. So when I retired from that, all the ego went out and I just thought, I don't care. I don't want, I don't need to win anything ever again. I just want to go have fun. And so, yeah, that's me. And, and I meet so many of my friends in the middle of the pack. I'm the one who chit chats with everybody. And yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not impressive as a runner, but I have fun and I get, I'm involved. I have a Spartan coming up, Spartan 10K in, in Montana. And uh, truth be told, that's probably my favorite kind of thing is anything that immerses me in mud is, uh-huh. is on my 
top of my list of things to do. Yeah, we were supposed mm-hmm. to do a Spartan mm-hmm. before before the pandemic, yeah. so we've got to get that back on our, we do. our do calendar. I was going to ask, what has running your own races, since you've seen it from both sides, but, yeah. but your own experience pounding out the miles, what has that taught you about being a race announcer? Well, I think it's very valuable. So I don't think you have to be fast to be a race announcer, but I do think it's um, important to be a participant because if you don't say you're the weatherman that they hire, you know, some race directors are like, I'm going to get the radio DJ or I'm going to get the TV news anchor. Well, they don't get it. You know, I have hit the wall and I have chafed and I have had blisters and I've had everything go wrong and everything go right. And so my love affair with our athletes is genuine because I am you. I know how hard you're working out there and I know how exciting and sometimes stressful it is to get to the start line and how how much money is invested. And it really matters to me. So when you come across that finish line and I say something really nice to you. I mean it. If I could line every finisher up and hug them deeply and tell them, I'm so proud of you. You're, you did something special. Go have a great day. I would love to do that. Instead, I make, you know, like, wow, you look great. Great outfit. I just, I, it, it becomes a little more simple, but my, yeah. I think my participation really allows me to connect more deeply. And I just love our athletes so much. It's hard to describe. Yeah. The fact that you're one of us really comes through yeah. in the announcing. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we were introduced to you at the Donna. We have stalked you on social media. Okay. You, you've, you've officially made it. You have, so, you have cyber stalkers. So many people have, <laughs> you know, it's weird. It's I've stalked the back, just so you know. There's just <laughs> <unusual> stalking. <laughs> Keeping it weird. <laughs> but and through through that, we learned about your book. Yes. Yes. For, and, for those watching on video, you might yes. notice this amazing addition to the set here. Yeah. And it's autographed. So it, <clears throat> yeah, see this? Yay. And ours is we're so happy that we got it and we got it autographed by you i was voraciously reading it also i listened to the audio and i would like to i think it is um it's a challenge to narrate your own audio book but i love the fact that you do it because i think that the all of the emotion, the passion, the laughter, the tears, all of that comes through in the audiobook. And I Thank just you. love that. Thank you. And but I love the printed book for the pictures that you incorporate into the chapters at specific times in your life. Some are from races, some are from your experience with breast cancer. Yeah. And some are just of daily life. Here's Piper. Here's Handy. Here's here's Parker. Here's Ginger. Here's the family, the celebrations, yeah. the the highs, the lows, all of that. So I think that both, everybody needs to experience both, first of all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I approve. Yes. <laughs> the, the audio book and the written book. You, you need them both. Well, I love spoken word content <laughs> when I'm running. I, I'm a podcast mm-hmm. consumer and audiobook consumer. Yeah. I, Reading your book while I was running is yeah. very difficult. So the audiobook made it way easier. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It shakes too much when you're running. Just no. saying. 
know. So I have to ask, I haven't listened to it. I haven't oh. been able to do that. So is it good? Is it high quality? Do you find any errors? No. No, no, no critiques on my part at all. No. No, no, no errors. Oh, wow. No error. And we have act and that's a valid question because we have actually listened to audiobooks in the past where there might have been a, a section that was repeated. And they meant to edit oh, and they yeah. meant to cut a section out. Yeah, we've yeah. we've heard we've listened to tons of audiobooks. So okay. Those things do creep in. Not, a, not, not in your book, though. No, Good. no, no Good. big deal. I just like it. It's almost like a movie or theater. I just don't know how to describe, but it's be, because it's you narrating your own experience. It's so wonderful and so true and so I could be out there listening to it and Dana will turn to me and I'll be like, <laughs> or I'll be laughing out loud. Good. And yeah. So to for you to narrate it meant that message comes through even better. Thank you. Yeah. Well, who else could have done it? Right. right? So you decided to share your story through your book. And for those in the Runcation Nation that are listening to this or watching the video back, can you tell us a little bit about your experience with breast cancer? Yeah, so I was diagnosed about six, seven weeks after a clean mammogram, and it had already spread, and it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. I definitely thought I was going to die, and um, that's even even with me being the most positive person on planet Earth, I was convinced because I had the perfect career and the perfect family, and mm-hmm. I was the perfect beacon of health and happiness that I was definitely going to make the perfect tragic tale. I thought there was going to be some sort of like lifetime story about me. I just I was like, mm-hmm. oh no, and I have kids, and it, it was terrifying. However, once I was convinced I was going to survive, and the curator really impressive with breast cancer. Thank goodness, what. I did is I made some stellar decisions and one of the, I made two up front. Number one was not miss out on any special events with my children. And I didn't know what I was in store. And as you could tell, I, as you've read, I was in store for a lot, but I just decided I'm not missing any of their stuff, period, end of story. If they have a game, if they have a play, a graduation, I'm going to be there. And then Mm. the other thing I decided, which was genius is that I wasn't going to miss any of my races. If I was scheduled to announce a race, I was not going to miss it. And I figured out a way. And so once I started chemo, the uh, stuff hit the fan very quickly and things started deteriorating and going south. And it was in a bad way, but it was also to me, I thought it was funny. The reason I wrote the book at first, my first instinct to write the book was, holy crap, why don't they tell people about this? Like I was told, hey, you may be sick and gray and bald. And I was, but then there was all this other stuff that kept happening. And I kept thinking, holy mackerel, why is nobody talking about this stuff? Mm. And then I thought, this is kind of funny. Some of the situations I got myself into, I felt like Lucille Ball a little bit where his Lucy, I thought I, <laughs> I, I thought I just was, yeah, I ended up in some wacky situations and it was only for the running community that I got to live a very large life. I got to have wonderful athletic, well, not athletic for me, but I had to have, I got to have adventure and travel and fun memories. And and the reality is if I didn't have the running community in my races, all I would have been was sick. That's it. All I would have been. And when I I was sick, I was very, very sick. And I I do fear if I didn't have this racing and running thing, I would have 
I don't know what would have happened to me. It wouldn't have been good. So I'm so appreciative of the running community for giving me good days and all the kindness and all the support. It really was quite magical. Now, you you said that part of the reason was why doesn't anybody tell anybody yeah. about this stuff? But yeah. was that the yeah. was that what was the primary reason for you writing the book? That couldn't have been the primary reason. <laughs> well, the funny it was the funny stuff that made me think I got to tell someone because when I was going through it, I wasn't telling anyone anything. I yeah. my my mantra going through it was I'm fine. So I didn't want anyone's pity. Yeah. I would have. It would have made my skin crawl. And I, in fact, I told everyone, I don't want your pity. So no matter how sick I was, no matter what was going wrong, I never told anyone. I would just say, I'm fine. And I would show up on those stages with a smile on my face, even if I had slept on the bathroom floor sick all night. And so first it was, I just got to tell someone. I didn't know if I was going to do a podcast or I, I just didn't know. Which and she's then, got, you know. There was there were some options there. And yeah. then really what um, triggered me to move forward was the fact that I had now the power to help people. And what do I do? I help people live better and longer. And I, there's some lessons learned and some really good decisions made. Of course, I made some mistakes and those are detailed in the books as well. But I kept perspective, pursued my passions, maintained positivity. I reminded myself vigorously all the time that I could do hard things. And that's actually one of the chapter mm. titles, I Can Do Hard Things. I I had a few really rough experiences where I had to talk myself through them. In fact, golly, I talked myself through a bunch, but it, in my mind, as I was moving forward with stuff that was terrifying, I would remind myself, hey, you've built an international business. You've raised two great kids. You used to be a kickboxer. You can do hard things. You can do this. And um, yeah, so that's actually like people get the little gift with the book. It's I love I it things sticker for your phone or whatever. It's just a reminder. And what is a running com running community capable of? They're like, you know what? I'm going to figure out how to run 26.2 miles. That's a really big undertaking or even mm. sometimes a 5k. But yeah, the running community is exhibit A of people who are willing to suffer and use discipline and plug. <laughs> That's really yeah. nice. Because I'm a plugger, but we're a bunch of pluggers who do hard things and it transfers into the rest of our life. So yeah. And, and fortunately the feedback is extraordinary. I probably have at least one email or call every day that says, I have a friend who was just diagnosed with brain cancer, or my dad was diagnosed with colon cancer. Can you get the book immediately? And mm. then soon after I get the response that says, oh my gosh, my my brother loved your book and it's really helping him do better. So, so it's helpful. And that was intentional. So yay, helping people. Well, I think that you help more than the people that are going through the battle themselves. You, I think you help parents, you help friends, you help. I, I particularly was very touched about the way you talk about how you handled telling your kids. Uh, yeah. And that, and it, and that's got to be a hard thing. So yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, I think that the, the book also teaches if you are outside of that, if you maybe don't have an immediate family member or you're, you haven't gone through it, it, it also teaches you perspective mm -hmm. for all hard things in life. <sighs> Well, and then the other thing is, so yeah, it's a story about my experience with cancer, but I'd say equally, it's a story about the running community and racing mm -hmm. and the behind the scenes at Big Sur Marathon and mm -hmm. LA Marathon and 
you know, what it's like to be a race announcer and travel every weekend for that and all the cool things we come across. So it's a cancer book, but I think it's also a running book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, I do. And, and it's funny that you keyed in on the running community is we're just not wrapped too tight. We put ourselves through, we put ourselves through the, the, pounding on the road and the hours out there and the heat and the rain and, and all that other stuff. And we do that for fun. And I'm using air yeah. quotes for people yeah. listening to the audio, but I, I think that that really hits the nail on the head. It's you can do hard things and mm -hmm. you're keying in on that, that psychological dynamic. I'm curious if the book reached any mm. unexpected audiences for you, any groups or any, Anybody that you got some feedback, maybe that you, you wouldn't have expected to touch them in any way. I wouldn't say groups, but I love having men reach out and say, oh, my gosh, this is the best book I've ever written or whatever. Dana, you're you're a cop. You're some you're a guy. Right. right? What are the odds that you're just going to love a story from some blonde, noisy chick about her breast cancer experience. But did it resonate with you? Did you enjoy it? It, it did. But our members of the Runcation Nation know we, we have a very strong affinity for the Donna race. I lost oh, my yeah. mother to, to stage four metastatic breast That's cancer so in 2016. And it resonates for me. We've also mm -hmm. lost other friends to cancer sure. over our, our lives. It resonates to me because I love hearing from somebody who kicked cancer's ass. Yes. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I also love that message of make the smart choices and do it early early, early. Yeah. like squeeze your stuff squeeze yeah. your stuff that's right you said it mm. hey you know what i i wouldn't say it's surprising but one thing i really appreciate it is the oncologists who Ooh. say i love this i'm giving it to all my or i'm getting all my patients to get awesome. it that really makes me excited because again yeah. i'm a i'm a doer i'm a helper I, I wrote it to help people and the fact that oncologists are saying my patients need to read this. That feels, that feels good. I could have put published this book and everyone could have hated it, right? You really put yourself out there when you put words down and then you, you put it in a pretty package and say, buy it. And yeah, I'm very grateful. that <laughs> Nobody seems to hate it yet. Nobody so far, or at least they're not telling me. You have such a positive outlook on life and you were fit at the time of your diagnosis yeah. and you and your whole life it's like i don't need a pity party i'm just gonna yeah. i can do the hard things like the i put that on my luggage so wherever oh, we go right. for races especially ones that i think that i here's a distance i haven't done before yeah. but you have that way about you that and has it has it developed over time or did you always have that so I was born with a sunshiny disposition. This is just who I am. I am happy. I'm always glass, mostly full. There's always, I'm a gator. I always think the gators are going to win. Even if our team stinks, I just, I have, I have a positive outlook. However, there's things that life lessons and one real profound one, I mentioned it in the book was uh, maybe 10 years ago now, I was in the grocery store, lane one, and the mm -hmm. 10 items are less. And there was a 400-year-old woman in front of me with 9,000 items, and she was paying with a check. And I just, I was sitting there stewing. I, didn't, I would never say anything mean or hurtful to an old lady, but inside I was thinking, oh, come on. And then I looked next to the aisle next to us, and there was um, this beautiful little red and white, yellow and blue snow white dress, oh. and maybe four or five-year-old girl who was bald. And I thought, oh, God, 
what that family, what that child must be going through, that child and her parents. Can you imagine? And so at that point, I really had that come to Jesus moment with myself that me and my annoyingly long line was not really so bad. And at that point, I decided if it's not cancer, it's not worth fussing over. And so I am that very annoying person who's stuck in the traffic jam. And all I can think is how grateful I am not to be in the accident that caused the traffic jam. And so it's probably quite annoying to live with me because it's not a lack of empathy, but I am always thinking eh, it could be worse. I don't get hung up on things. It's not worth, worth my energy to get cranky over the details. I do not sweat the small stuff. And I, I assure you folks, this is a much easier way to live. So if you can turn off that high strung thing where you want to control everything, you know, oh. control, control some things. It's okay to let stuff go. It's okay. If the Diet Coke spills on the floor, you know, it's okay. If you're late to the movie, it's okay. It's just life is really good. Especially if you make those choices every day, you look in the mirror and you say, it's going to be a good day. And then you figure out a way to make it a great day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, now that's great perspective for the general audience. It is. If you are talking to part of the audience, maybe that are actually going through something tough, legitimately tough, yeah. what advice would you give them for developing developing that kind of positive mental attitude yeah. when yeah. it gets really hard? Well, it, it's it's those three steps. Is number one, keep, maintain perspective. Somebody always has it worse. Somebody always just boom. Sometimes instant paralyzation. You'll never move again. Like those, there's things that are horrible and um, mm -hmm. way worse than a grown up person having breast cancer. For me, that was my thing. I was like, I'm not a kid with, with cancer. It's not my kid with cancer. I'm going to figure this out. The other thing is to include your passions, no matter what. For me, it was my kids and my career. Mm. For you, if it's animals and even if you're in the hospital and you can't be with your animals, fine. Get online and watch funny animal videos on TikTok or on the dodo. You can always incorporate the things you love into your life. Just figure it out. And then you got to choose to be positive. And so I am, I am, I, I'm not a person who admires those who like to complain. You know, when I see on Facebook, someone's like, pray for me. I sprained my ankle. I want everybody to know that I fell today. And I want you to look at my scabby knee. I think, really, is that what you want people to think about you? Is that what kind of attention does that bring? And so my whole life isn't rainbows and puppy dogs, but I, I just choose to focus on the good stuff. And if something is unpleasant, I tend to move on instead of broadcasting. And I think when you broadcast on social media, that becomes a rabbit hole. And then mm. the other cranky people get involved and you could really, Ugh. you could really get lost in the misery over something as minor as a sprained ankle. So perspective, passions, positivity, remind yourself regularly that you can do hard things. You know, nobody gets out of this life experience unscathed. And, and sometimes we have to work a little harder to get back to where we want to be. Perspective, passions, and positivity. I feel like this is another sticker. This is my keynote. This is my keynote. It's this the three. Yeah, yeah, we need to, that's, we need to have that also. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll get on that. Uh, and everybody should listen to the audiobook. Everybody should read the printed version of the book. I I heard somewhere you may be working on an, another one. Is that true? Yeah. So in the back page, I have actually promised. Yeah. Um, the book is, oh, well, where does it go? It's, 
I didn't want to say it, but you know. your healthy cancer comeback. And so I actually am working on that. And what that will be is a combination of my cancer uh, patient experience and my fitness expertise. And I really, I was, I was whacked. So I, I was whacked out of exercise for a little over three months. I could do none. And, I, and at that point I was spending all of my energy race announcing. Once I got home, I was wasted from that. So there wasn't room for me to walk or swim or dance or anything. So that was rough. And I lost uh, about 10% of my body weight. Wow. So I was scrawny and I was weak. And thanks to all the stuff I have stored up here, I was able to build myself back up in a very gentle way, taking baby steps. And, and I was really very serious about the baby steps. I just thought I've been through too much. I'm not going to do anything foolish to make me suffer any more than I have. And uh, because of that, I was able to continually make progress. And as soon as I as soon as I finished chemo, I registered for a Spartan race, which was a 5K a month later. So I finished chemo on May 11th. And then I think the Spartan was on June 13th or something. I asked my doctor, I was like, can you get the port out? I want to run a Spartan. And he said, well, I'm not giving you permission, but okay. And so <laughs> he took it out. I was like, don't tell anybody, but put tape over that incision. I was like, okay. And so I did the Spartan and it took me a really long time and I failed at most of the uh, obstacles, but that's okay. I probably laughed more than anyone else. I collected far more mud than anybody else. And I just had a wonderful day having athletic adventure. And then I got uh, a little too big for my britches and I signed up for a sprint triathlon a few weeks later. Now, mind you, this is after 15 months of chemo and radiation and surgery. I was like, I'm going to do a triathlon. And I suffered greatly. And I was the dead last finisher. I was the person on the bike. This is still the bike portion. And the cop was behind me with the flashing lights. And I was suffocating so bad that I had to dismount and walk the bike up the hill. The whole thing was a catastrophe, but, but it was also one of the best days of my life. And while I was suffocating, hyperventilating. All I could think was, wow, this is hard, but this is so much better than the hard I was doing a year ago. Because a year ago, I was in the middle of horrific chemo and I thought, well, it's way better to be out in the sunshine, you know, struggling to get your bike up the hill. And uh, I was dead last finisher. I came behind elderly people and obese people and a pregnant lady and children. And I think I was easily the proudest person out on that course that day. I was so proud to have completed it. And so I am y'all. When I say I'm you, I'm the middle of the packer. Sometimes some on my proudest day, I was the dead last finisher. And, uh, you know, it's that's the type of encouragement and coaching I'd like to provide in this book to get other people back up in action and living life to the fullest. Cause why not? It's like Meb Kofleski says, you run to win your race. Yes. It's not the person that finishes first in a race. It's no. your dad last can be the best day of your life. It was so, I, I was so proud of me. And that's another thing. It's okay to be proud of yourself. It's okay to pat yourself on the back and feel great about your accomplishment, whether they're professional or maybe you have a great parenting moment or your super mm. sweet spouse. I think it's good to acknowledge the good things that you do and keep stay encouraging because I, 
I live in a house and I don't get a lot of positive feedback around here. My family's great and all, but there's not a lot of, hey, mom, thanks for making me a great dinner. Thanks for loving me so much and singing to me every night. They're teenagers. They don't like my family. Oh, no. But you know what I'm saying? If you Maybe you have to pat yourself on the back sometimes. And I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm silly, but it works for me. And I'd like other people to feel good about themselves and do things that make them feel good about themselves. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great transition oh, yeah. into talking about fitness yes. and fitness.com. Mm-hmm. Um, fitness.com is your website. Fitness International is your company. Correct. And you had those tools to help yourself uh, be able to come back from losing 10% of your body mass. Yes. That's that people don't realize how significant that is. Yeah, it was horrific. <laughs> uh, for those that aren't familiar, though, with either your website or, or the company, tell us a little bit about them. So my goal is to tack 10 years of quality life onto everyone I come across by making fitness understandable, attainable, and fun. And I'm a kind of no-nonsense fitness professional, and I do not support diets, pills, powders, supplements, snake oil, any of the weight loss garbage. What I teach people is the truth about watching what you put in your mouth, using the exact formula for weight loss. It's free. It's just guidance based on science. And that's on the cover of my website. And I teach them how to move their body in a variety of ways with strength, cardiovascular activity, flexibility, and balance training, get quality sleep, remove the cranky people from your life. These are the secrets to uh, living long and living well. And uh, one of the great, (laughs) it's interesting, one of the greatest compliments I get from people, and, and I, I help a lot of people accomplish a lot of things with weight loss and fitness, but I always say, thank you for being brutally honest with me. And, you know, that I hate to say it's a shtick, it's who I am, but I am honest. And I think I get away with the brutal honesty because people know I love them. People know I love them and, and I'm sincere about that. So I can tell you the truth to your face. I can tell you the things your spouse can't tell you, your parent can't tell you, your coworkers won't tell you because I'm concerned. But it, I get success. I get people that all of a sudden start doing the right thing and then they appreciate it because someone had to tell them the truth, right? But I, I speak plainly and I offer a ton of free resources. So if you go to fitness.com, you will see an arsenal of little workout videos for your chest and back or for your biceps and triceps or for your abs or glutes or whatever. They're all free. Um, The exact formula for weight loss is free. I've got tons of articles that are free. I never want money to come between myself and helping an individual Mm -hmm. accomplish their goals. And so the way I earn a living off of the fitness side of things is corporate presentations. And so if people work for a company or they work with a company or a church or an organization that hires speakers, mm. that's that's really how I make a living off of fitness. Other than that, I'm just giving it all away for free because I love people. So you but you have personally trained some teams, yeah, some famous people. Right. And right. some people like us who are back of the pack people. I love the back of the pack. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. So, gosh, it's been a long career. So of interest, my teams, I'm very proud to have trained the University of Florida tennis and soccer teams. In the years they won some national championships. Abby Wombach and Heather Mitz were on the team at UF when I was mm-hmm teaching them kickboxing. They would come in and train with me. And it's funny, I was training the soccer and the tennis teams at the same time. And 
I would allow the tennis players to put on gear and spar with me. I never once offered that up to the soccer players. They would have kicked a hole straight through me. They were monsters. They were monsters and they were so wacky fun. And they would come in with their, either their clothes inside out or their bras and undies on the outside of their clothes. So they were a hoot. And it's fun to see the athletes who are the best in their category, having a good time. I've worked with a lot of celebrities over the year. Some of them I've consulted with and guided and some of them I've just interviewed or worked with. But yeah, it doesn't matter to me what people do for a living. It's it's just as long as they're, they want to do better, I'll help them do better. In your busy schedule, you still have time to do that kind of stuff? Well, I haven't done any of that stuff with UF for a very long time. Really, my time professionally is consumed by race announcing, yeah. uh, corporate speaking engagements, yeah. and my show, the fitness show, which many of my races hire me to do sh- uh, pre-race instruction shows and I post-race recaps and some others. I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful to be able to um, disseminate the information in this way, get people excited and then mm-hmm. gush about all the fun we had together. It's a really nice way to um, engage our audiences. I love that. Yeah. That's it's awesome, especially for somebody who's, I'm traveling for the first time. I'm going to this big yes. weekend. Oh my gosh, what do I need to know? It's so necessary. It's people who are <laughs> new to running and new to traveling to running, there's so much that they don't know for their first time, their first yeah. couple of times, really, yeah. especially we start talking about travel and hotels and time zones. Yes. Well, it's one of the things where, so my race director, clearly they're the authority on their race, but Mm -hmm. I'm kind of the authority on media. So when they come on the show, I say, listen, um, we want to keep things short and sweet, speak with a smile, but we are talking, uh, our main audience person is the person who's never been here before, who's never run a race. Because we, if we're catering to the person we think has run 30 marathons and they do this one all the time, we're certainly not going to get out all the all the info we need to like you go to big sur there you get bussed to the start line right where do you get on those buses and do they bus you back there's a whole bunch of logistics going on there mm. in all of our races I, you know what the races that hire me are filled with logistics i'm really just i am indicative of all the other things going on so if a, a race hasn't invested in the medals and nice medals or start line structures you're probably not going to invest in a high-end race announcer, right? Right. It's it's the races that have all the bells and whistles and everything's going on. Those are the ones that bring me in. And you're right, there's a lot of details that need to be addressed Mm. and to make our runners experience the most they can over the weekend. Yeah, and we want our listeners to extract the most enjoyment out of the race weekend. Our tagline is accomplish, explore, and indulge. And our listeners, the Runcation Nation, we refer to ourselves as back of the Packers. We're depending on the race, we're middle or back, depending on the race and depending on the day. The Much like you, although you'd be way ahead of us uh, all the time. Do you have any inspiring memories from uh, a previous time, your previous time as a trainer, uh, a transformation or a, a goal or a finish line story that you could share mm. to help keep our listeners motivated and training for their next big goal. 
Yeah. So I have an online training group called The Hotties. It's the name of the group came. I mean, that's a whole nother story, but the group is called The Hottie Body Fitness Challenge. And there's nothing really sexy going on in the group. There's no people in thongs and like Kim Kardashian in the marriage, just regular Joes and Janes. But I wake up and these people take my breath away every day. So the key with the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge, it's a Facebook group. Anyone can join us free, 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 free all the time. But they use the exact formula for weight loss. And then I dole out exercise guidance every single day in assignment. So do these three strength training exercises, this cardio, these stretches. And so you never have to think, right? I have so many people who've lost hundreds of pounds, 100 plus, 20 plus, 50. I mean, wow. today I had... A woman, Elise, and Elise is down, I think, 30-something pounds since December, and she has about 60 more she wants to lose, but she went to a dressing room to buy a, a swimsuit, and she posted a picture of her in this beautiful blue swimsuit today, and she was so proud of herself and felt so great and she also, because she's feeling so good, she auditioned for a local community theater and she earned the starring role. She's the lead and she's wearing these beautiful dresses. And because she's finally taking care of herself, her life is expanding so much in so many wonderful directions. So I'm so blessed. You know how, I mean, Dana, you're law enforcement, you know, there's awards being given out, medals, and there's all sorts of awards, right? A lot of corporations have that. Mm -hmm. I to not work for awards. There's, I have a few plaques, but really my awards come daily. And that is at the hand of people who are so proud that they can put a picture of themselves up in a swimsuit or they're in a new, they're in a store that is a regular size store. They're not, they're not still in the XL store. Happy people, super happy in their jeans. Yeah. You know, that's my medal of valor. And, and I get it every single day. And, and I'm so grateful for these wonderful people doing the hard work and then sharing the results. So I don't know, it's endless, it's endless, but I'm so appreciative. Life's good. I, th I think it's amazing when you can make such a positive impact on somebody and it impacts not only their health, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. their their physical well-being, but their mental and emotional, emotional well-being. Yeah. And that translates into that self-confidence, which can translate into improving other areas of their life as well. It's bigger so, than any medal. Yeah. And so it's interesting. I'm again, I'm pushing out to tell people your excuses suck. There's I, I want a no matter what type of mentality. I don't care if your house burns down and all your people go poof. You still have to wake up and exercise. You still have to watch what you put in your mouth. Nobody's jacking up your jaw and shoving in a bunch of high calorie nonsense. You make this choice to either be successful or to fail. Whatever it is, it's your choice. Where is I going? I just had the brain thing. It's this chemo brain. Sometimes I lose myself. But I have one woman who recently, her husband was indicted for some sort of crime. I don't know what it was, but she told me he's going to court this weekend. I can't be with him, but I'm going to go nearby and I'm going to exercise every day and I'm going to eat healthy every day. And so husband was on trial she exercised, she ate right. Husband was found guilty, went to jail. Oh. And this is who she is. She's exercising and she's eating right. And she's taking care of her where so many other people would say, oh, my husband's in jail. I have to eat crappy. No, you don't. You don't. If your person's in the hospital, you can do squats next to their bedside. I just, I love seeing people take that no 
no excuses mentality and succeed in the face of adversity. And we all have adversity. We all, all of us, right? Yeah. 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 Got to figure it out. Happens to everybody. Yeah. Control what you can. So in the experience of, you have talked about a lot tonight. You have such a way to inspire us as a race announcer with your book, with fitness and what you do there with the morning mile in running and in race announcing, what have been the the top three race experiences for you? So gosh, it's like choosing your favorite child, right? I can narrow down a few. I can tell you that we know hard hitting question. We know all parents have one. I was there. I love you each equally for different reasons. (laughs) I can tell you, and and I feature this in the book, but the start line of the Los Angeles Marathon is um, one of the happiest places I've ever been. It's cumulative voices. There's so many people, but the amount of joy that just is generated, it's incredible. We're in a tall tower and people run by and, and we've created, Rudy and I, we've created this happy atmosphere and they're excited, they're pumped up. And then they all look at us as they're coming by and they're cheering at us and maybe sometimes screaming their names, maybe sometimes just screaming nothing, but it just keeps coming. It's this joy, whoopee party that keeps going. And every year that fills up my heart. And that LA marathon as in the book I I share was pretty significant in my cancer experience. And it really, it's still, I was there just a couple of weeks ago and I thought, holy cow, I can't believe I get to be here again. If I could bottle it, that's what I would bottle. Big Sur Marathon, it's Mm. regal, it's luxurious. It feels like you're at a fancy golf tournament, but for running and the people are so warm and loving. And, you know, that's a really rich experience from the expo. You know, when I speak, I always do a presentation in the speaker series and it's walled wall people. They just big serves great. I love Buffalo Marathon is the most patriotic race I've ever been to red, white and blue and Buffalo, Buffalo <laughs> Marathon, crazy patriotic. And I'm the grand poobah and Rudy's the junior poobah because I, <laughs> he came in after me. So love Buffalo. Um, OC Marathon was the, my first race. I consider it my home base. And then, of course, the DC Wonder Woman, Batman, Justice oh. League, they're bonkers, bonkers fun. And so you guys run Disney, right? Oh, yeah. We've okay. been known to run a Disney race or two. Yeah. Right. And so Disney, bless them. They've done a bunch of good stuff over the years. And a lot of people come in costume, but it's a mishmash, right? People come in all sorts of different things. When I announce the Wonder Woman races and I stand on those stages, sometimes I look out and there's a sea of 5,000 people and almost everyone is in red, blue, and bling. It is mesmerizing and is so unifying and they're so special. The Batman race in Los Angeles. Woo! I'm just so much fun. The whole DC universe came out and the Jokers and the Harley Quinns. It's just really fun. And so I'm super excited about we're calling it superhero run. It was supposed to be called justice league and they switched it to superhero run, but we have eight locations uh, around the U S this year at um, six flags theme parks. And I, you asked me for three and I'm going on. I'm so That's sorry. Okay. No, no, <laughs> this is yeah, also great. This is great stuff for the runcation nation. We need to fill up our race calendar with team noisy events. Yes. 
Well, so. you know what? That's the reality. If people <laughs> just follow us around, and many people do, they are guaranteed a hell of a good time because our races are so much fun. And so I'm a fun. giant comic book nerd. So, oh my so, gosh! You know, we've done all the Marvel stuff that's oh. been that's been offered. It's time to add some DC to that. Oh, I think I know. Yeah, yeah, this is I, I and and I get it with the um, Marvel, and I'm a huge Marvel fan. As far as the movies goes, I think the Marvel movies are better. But when it comes to racing, our DC races are are top notch. They're yeah, they far surpass anything they've oh, done yeah. with Marvel. Come on, Superman! Yeah, mm-hmm. let's let's go. Oh oh oh! <laughs> and because now it's um, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman, and you know what these races, so you register and you choose your icons. So. You have to make a choice at registration. I'm going to register to run for Superman or Wonder Woman. And so I am very excited because I've yet to do Superman outfit announcing these races. So first race, St. Louis, June 12th. I will be decked out in some sort of Superman thing. Very cool. Very exciting. Okay. So another hard hitting question. The Runcation Nation wants to know what is on your running playlist right now? Oh gosh. Um, podcast music. I love podcasts. Oh. I listen to Rob Lowe. Literally. I love that's it's a great podcast. I listen to Garth Brooks. Oh. Like, he's my favorite. Just saw him in concert a couple weeks ago. He's amazing I, at concert. He's oh. the most charismatic person ever. And as okay. someone like Rudy and I who really take care of people, he takes care of an entire stadium full of people. It's just inc- it's ma- mm-hmm. magical. I also have a bunch of vulgar rap. I like Ludacris. <laughs> what else? I love Queen. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So my music is, it's very eclectic and it's all kind of energetic. That's it. But yeah, I have some Queen in, in mine as yes. well. I've yes. never juxtaposed it with some Ludacris. I'm going to have to try that like, out. Yeah. yeah. Mash up the playlist. Now, you know that we are the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. So if we didn't get some hard-hitting food question in Uh there, then we just, we couldn't really call ourselves that at all. What is your favorite indulgent celebratory meal of all time? French fries. French fries and Diet Coke. French fries. And thank you. De- decaffeinated Diet Coke Ooh. and super salty French fries. Mm. Ketchup or no? Uh, on a rare occasion. Mm. Just salt. Like it instantly give me high blood pressure amount of salt. I love I'm that. with you. And they have to be hot. Mm-hmm. Like immediately. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Salty fries. Mm-hmm. So salty fries. Now, what about your favorite indulgent drink? This can be an adult beverage or not. Well, I, I can tell you that uh, decaffeinated Diet Coke lights up my world and at my races, my runners bring me decaffeinated Diet Coke. And that is a sure way to score yourself a shout out is to bring me a decaf Diet Coke and perhaps some chocolate. Yeah. So oh. if it's, it's, I don't know if it's going to be alcohol, I do prefer Bud Light. Ooh. Uh, I know the craft beer people like to pick on me because of that. And then if I'm going to have a cocktail, Gin and tonic or Long Island iced tea, but those oh, are very, very yeah. far and few between. Oh, the swinging for the fences with the Long Island tea. Yeah, I mean that packs a punch. Let me. Oh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm a lightweight. I don't, I don't drink very often, but if you're gonna go, go all out, right? Yeah, yeah. If you cross the finish line, if you're gonna indulge, that's come on. Uh-huh. Uh So, uh, what's next for Fitz? <sighs> 
So good question. My year is packed with races. I have about, I think, 29 on the calendar for 22, which I'm really excited about. 29 you're announcing. Correct. Okay. Any that you're running? Well, there's Uh, one. The Spartan in Montana. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So is that, that's 29 plus one. So 30. I guess so. Yeah. 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 That's good math. Don't undersell Um, it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So doing that and still working on book number two, or it's actually my third book, but it's the second in the series. So yeah, yeah, this one's a little harder to write, but that's okay. What else is next for me? I just, I want, I, as far as work goes, continuing to add keynotes. I really enjoy that because that's Mm. the opportunity to kind of, I like live audience stuff. I just really love being with people and that's what, that's what I do. What else? I don't know. More fun, more mud, dancing, karaoke. Anyone has something fun on their agenda, invite me to it. I like sitting by a pool. Um, What is your karaoke song? What is your your go-to? Colin Baton Rouge? Okay. How did I not know it was a Garth Brooks song? And so here's the deal. (laughs) I've trained my children very well. I say, listen, if you are going to be on a microphone, you have to own the microphone. And so my voice is terrible. It's really, it's decent for talking, terrible for singing, but... Colin Baton Rouge is really energetic and mm-hmm. I go all out with the show. So sorry to your ears, but I might <laughs> I make you laugh. Love that. Yeah. Oh, oh. Well, Fitz, thank you so much for tonight. Tell the Runcation Nation where they can find you online and where they can learn more about Fitz Kohler and Fitzness and everything else we've talked about tonight. Yeah, so fitness.com, fitness on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and what's the other LinkedIn. But and then as far as the team noisy goes, I'm so appreciative to Rudy Novotny for inviting me to that first race. And he's just uh, he's a dream to work with. And I love his big booming voice and his race savvy. And he's the only person that I've met that loves the runners as much as I do. And a man, does everybody love him? He's such a wonderful human. And so, so Team Noisy, I'm the, I'm the lesser half of that, and proud to be. You guys should have Rudy on the show. He's we he's want we want him. We want you both. We want the whole experience. I think we should all just move in together. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you know, we're on our way. Yeah, we're on our way. But yeah, he's fantastic, and I'll, I'll always be appreciative that he's introduced me to this dream career because because of it, I have you. And how lucky am I? So well, how honored are we? Absolutely. And, and we will link to all the things in our show notes, as it were, so that the Runcation Nation can find out where to get some team noisy, get some fitness, get some whatever they need yeah. that feeds their soul and ignites their passion. Hey, I... I got a quick ad is if anybody does, uh, because of the Runcation Nation, if anyone follows me, say hi, because it's nice to have followers, but I'd much rather have friends. So, you know, let me know. Amy and Dana introduced me to you and I wanted to say hello. That would be nice. Oh, thank you. Of course. Fitz. Fitz Kohler. All the points. All of the points for Fitz Kohler. We can't wait to hear you at a race again. And I think we're going to be there real soon. Really, really soon. Are you doing the Donna 5K? Yeah. Yes. We are indeed. Yes. Today. Yes. And to hear both you and Rudy at a race again really, really soon. Uh We just want to say thank you for sharing your time with us 
for telling us so many inspiring things and making the Runcation Nation laugh. And it is a great way to accomplish, explore, and indulge together. So thank you for being on the Runny Drink Podcast. Thank you. Love you all. I can't wait to see you at a finish line soon. French fries. Oh, I'm right there with her. I love good salty French fries. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Yeah. (laughs) All kinds from a variety of places or even the ones we do here at home. Yeah. So I I just, I, I, that gave me a chuckle. And when we asked her about her favorite meal, I love that. But that is just a little moment of laughter from our chat with Fitz, but really it was inspirational. Oh, hundred percent. One hundred percent. She's an amazing woman. I am looking so forward to meeting up with her this coming weekend in Jacksonville at the black Knight Donna mother's day 5k um, in Jacksonville. We are going to go up there and, Enjoy us some Team Noisy. Yeah. So. Uh, yes. And I think the other half of Team Noisy is going to be with some uh, members of the Runcation Nation at the Indie Mini. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I shout am. out to the other half of Team Noisy. And if you're going to be running the Indie Mini, please say hi to Rudy when you're up there. Yeah. Get a photo with him. We're looking forward to hopefully getting him on the show soon, too. Oh, yeah. But um, that does remind me, Aim, there is still time to register for the event if you're going to swing down to the Jacksonville area for Mm -hmm. Mother's Day weekend. We would love for you to come and join us running this race. And if you can't, we would love for you to be a part of it virtually. Yes, their Mother's Day Your Way event is their virtual option for this race. And it doesn't have to be a 5K. It can be anything. Any distance. Yeah. Yeah. all Any number you, of minutes, whatever. Right. Yeah. All you have to do, we made it really, really simple. We created a special page on our website. Go to runeatdrink.net slash Donna. That's runeatdrink.net slash Donna. And that right there on that page is going to give you all the links that you need to get to where you need to get to to find out about registering for this race whether in person or virtually, or hey, if you're just wanting to make a donation to the Donna Foundation, there's a link for that as well. Runeatdrink.net slash Donna. And don't forget that there's a discount code. That's right. Save 5% on in-person or virtual race options with the code RUNEATDRINK. Run, eat, drink, all one word. There you have it. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Thank you for listening, for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run Eat Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run Eat Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net. 
and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.